Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome. It's another week. It's 2023, January 4th, Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. As always, it's great to be with you guys again. It has been what a fucking holiday it was, huh? How about it? Uh, I hope you all had a fantastic uh, holiday season and a fantastic new year. I hope you you all uh, you know drank all the vodka you could and were responsible, but also just had a great time. And uh, and let's get going with 2023. Welcome back. So excited to have you and so excited to kick it off with this week's guest. Man, she's a fucking just a ripper. Hell of a voice. Great attitude. Super positive. Hard worker. Just absolute you know, doing everything she can, uh, to, to just play music and have fun doing it, writing some amazing songs with some amazing people. And, uh, I'm really excited for y'all to hear this week's episode. It's Julietti from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, we'll get into the details of her origin and we talk about, uh, what she has been working on, what 2022 was like for her, which was a crazy ass year. And big announcement uh, that's already been announced, uh, but based on when this was taped, some of you have already heard the announcement either uh, through Julie's Instagram site and all the social medias out there, or if you uh, are a member of patreon.com slash Todd Hurst, you've already seen this episode and you already know the big news. So tune in, sit back, Get ready. This is a hell of an episode. Great way to kick off 2023. And uh, also, we're going to listen to a couple tunes, uh, some some uh, portions of, uh, of Julie's song, One of the Girls, as well as uh, all of Roll With Us at the end of the episode. So stick around. Check it out. Julietta, she's coming right up. Let's do this. Welcome to 2023. Here we go. It's music from the couch. All right. Are you guys ready? Welcome to Music from the Couch. I can't believe we even made it to Sunday mornings. I can't believe your wedding got your mama's blessing. Traded your Friday nights with a guy so we could stay. couch it's me todd hurst you know me you've heard me and it's a brand new episode it's a brand new year and i'm excited to uh welcome my next guest she is a nashville singer she's a nashville songwriter 
She is a transit to Minnesota, but has fooled everyone. She's actually a South Dakota native. For those of you that don't know where South Dakota is, it's in the Midwest. Therefore, she has the moniker Queen of the Midwest. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Julietti, which is two words, not one. <laughs> How are you? The best intro ever. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. Uh, I'm a little I'm a little buzzed right now uh, because I'm on vacation. And uh, as we were talking before, I am yes. I'm in the process of moving. And so uh, <laughs> I have to take the opportunity to to jump into that. But uh, how's how's Nashville? Let's you know, it. it's how are things where you are? It's good. It's honestly, Nashville is always wild. Like anytime anybody asks me, how is Nashville? I'm like, it's crazy. There's no other answer, but it's kind of a gloomy day today. So it kind of feels calmer than it normally does. And I feel like this time of year with the holidays and everything, everybody's like itching to get out of town and go see their families. So it's a little less crazy than normal. But still, yeah. still wild around here. I, I love it that you're like, it's just it's just wild. No matter where you go, it's wild. Yeah. It's Nashville. I mean, everyone, yeah. everyone that's there, everyone that goes there. I mean, it's just amazing. People that I talk to, it's like, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm going to Nashville. Or I just got back from Nashville. Nashville, yeah. Nashville, Nashville. And I love it. I know that uh, some you know OGs of Nashville don't love it. Um, but <laughs> anytime a city can grow you know, in a positive manner, why not? Let's just oh. let's make, let's make sure we preserve those uh, clubs. Right. Am I right? For sure. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad. All the like really great small venues are slowly closing, which is so sad, but yeah. I mean, I started my very first trip to Nashville was back in like 2016. And even okay. from then to now, it's crazy how much it's changed. So I totally understand people who, you know, have lived here for like 15, 20 years. And they're like, the whole city is different. The whole energy is different because sure. I've watched it change so much, mm-hmm. but I'm, I agree wholeheartedly. Anytime that you can like welcome new people, you know, Nashville, it's all good. Nashville still has its pockets of mm-hmm. like where you feel like you're in a much smaller city than you are. Sure. And so you just got to know where the right places are. I always say. And it's it's not what I see. I haven't been in Nashville in many, many years. Um, mm-hmm. But from what I can tell and what I experienced when I was there, it's not it's still not in L.A. or in New York. And and quite frankly, I feel like Austin is getting more out of control than yeah. Nashville is, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Nashville like, has, at least in my opinion and from like my lens of what I do and what I who and what I encounter here. Nashville still feels like small, small city, big town kind mm-hmm. of vibes. And a lot of, you know, being in the music community here, like I always say, you're only a few degrees of separation away from a lot of people, yeah. you know? And so um I love that, especially like growing up in the Midwest. That was my whole life. Like everyone knows everyone you know, no secret is really a secret, which is good <laughs> and bad, but, um, I don't know. I, th- I think Nashville still feels like that, especially sure. in the music community, you know? So I think I embrace all sides of it. I love the like growth and change and I desperately want it to stay the same at the same time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
and that's the way to stay like like it, you know we're we're getting into you know controversial territory here uh which i'm all right <laughs> with uh you know but just appreciating all sides of it is really and there's positives and negatives to both For i sure. mean you know and that's going to happen with everything in it and so the, the purest mm-hmm. i see the point also it's like hey you've kind of like brought this upon yourself mm-hmm. in in some sense um i do think it's funny i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a ledge here real quick and then we're gonna dive into what got you to nashville and because mm-hmm. you mentioned you, you got there in 2016 but I'm just really going to swing for the fences here real quick. I find it funny that Exit Inn is the latest small club casualty mm-hmm. of Nashville. Um, and I hope that they find something, figure something out, you know, land on their feet and just are able to continue doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I also find it, uh, it's interesting to me that while Exit Inn closes its doors, I saw renditions for a new bar coming in called chief, which is an Eric church themed extravaganza. Oh yeah. Uh, from an artist who has for so long been about the small clubs and the intimacy with people and et cetera. So yeah. I find it a bit ironic. Um, everyone, you guys, oh, sorry, my legal team's over here. They can fact check. <laughs> um, they can fact check. The definition of irony and whether or not that is ironic but it's just again it's uh my point is is growth is good and with growth there will be some changes um mm-hmm. but you hope that those that need to make changes will will survive and you know quite frankly a lot of awesome venues uh recording studios etc they go through an evolution and For sure. evolution results in the death of some things. So it's a part of life. So, yeah, it's interesting. I think that, you know, I'm like fascinated by the business side of the music industry Mm -hmm. and like how a lot of artists have morphed their revenue stream over the years and like, as they find more success. And so I find myself just more fascinated with like, you know, all these, country stars legends who have these big bars on Broadway or you know Dirks has his one out in Colorado and all that Mm -hmm. or is that Arizona I don't even know but Arizona yeah there we go okay um I don't know it's like it's just fascinating to me and it makes me think like huh I I've never really thought about like if things were to take off like down the road Mm-hmm. Like who, who gets into music thinking like, I'm going to have a bar one day. You know what I mean? So I'm just like more fascinated. I'm like, how did we get there? Like what? Yeah. I would love to be so successful in my music career that I'm like, I think I'm going to open a bar. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or, or open a bar to, to launch and ignite the, uh, the career. Right. right? I mean, it's right. you're right. It's business. And that's the thing is while, yeah. while a part of it is art uh there's also the business aspect and mm-hmm. you know some of these artists it's part of their legacy um some of these artists it's because they're going hey at any moment i could be irrelevant in this business and yeah. they've seen artists they've seen that happen to artists like some art they just they they put out a bad album mm-hmm. and or what what the what you know the people 
feel is a bad album. Yeah. And uh, and it goes off the rails and they have to have something to support it. I mean, it's it's uh, it's totally understandable and I totally get it. And we yeah. are totally off track. Uh, <laughs> but I love That's it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Then. So, so bringing us full circle, uh, you said you first visited Nashville in 2016, uh, right? So when, when did you, uh, I guess let's just go back to like, what was the purpose of that trip? Was it, was it a sightseeing? Hey, is this town great? And then what made you decide to officially move down there? When did that happen? And like, what was that whole process? So we're covering several years here. I like it. Um, well, I um, have been pursuing like music as some sort of a career, like from the beginning of time. I started playing out in bars like back in 2013, I believe it would have been. That's when I turned 21 and I could get in, get into the bar (laughs) legally, legally. Um, But I, uh, was always like fascinated by the whole Nashville thing. But to be honest, I just didn't really, I'd never been, mm-hmm. I didn't really know like how to even, what do you even do when you go there? Like, I just didn't know anything about it. Sure. And then, um, 2016 came about and I had like met a friend who was like sharpening his chops as a producer and, you know, working with a bunch of different people back in South Dakota, like, you know, just trying to get his feet wet in the whole thing. And I started releasing a little bit of music. And then um, that fall of 2016, my boyfriend at the time, um, some of his family and the two of us decided to just take a trip to Nashville just to go. It was like not business related at all. We just were going to go. Yeah. And um, so we went, I think we spent like three or four days long weekend I saw Broadway, what it was then, and did like the Country Music Hall of Fame and saw a show at the listening room, which that that was the old listening room, the first building. Um, And uh, that was crazy. My first round I ever saw there were um, the four writers were uh, Josh Kerr, Jordan Reynolds, Nick Wayne, Jordan Minton. Crazy round. And they brought up Emily Wiseband and Hannah Ellis to sing. And it was like the coolest, ex- like I, the coolest experience. Yeah. And um. anyways, I just remember coming back from that trip and being like, how do I do that? Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but how do I do it? And um. A couple years later, at the start of 2018, I moved to Minneapolis from South Dakota and just started taking it a little bit more seriously. I quit my day job, if you will, and got like a part-time day job and tried to just play as many shows as I can and go to open mic nights and meet as many people as I could. That's where I met a lot of our mutual connections if you will like a lot of the people in the Minneapolis scene and um yeah I just started grinding I had no idea what to do and then come fall of 2019 um I was probably playing three or four nights a week at different places around the cities and the midwest and 
working in the mornings in the daytime, um, teaching yoga. And I was a coffee barista for a minute there, like all the things. And um, I went to the, um, there was like a songwriter um, or a songwriting weekend, I guess you could say with um, the Midwest CMA at the time. Okay. And so um, I knew a couple people like throughout it that were going to it. I had really no idea what I was doing. I just thought, Hey, some of these people are going, I'm going to go. I went and ended up getting paired up with um, a guy named Paul Vance and Brooklyn, who has (laughs) become one of my very best friends. Yeah. That was the first time we ever met. We got paired together to write a song. We wrote a song. We won this competition. What I, you know, I don't even remember the rules, but we won this competition and they invited the hit songwriters that were there, invited Brooke and I to write with them in Nashville. Awesome. And yeah, it was cool. And so that was the first time I really thought, oh, maybe I can go and work, you know, and that was my first co-write ever. I had only ever okay. written songs by myself prior to that. Interesting. Very. Yes. (laughs) How, um, how, so, okay. Yeah. I'll get this question out here. Um, this is where the editing tools come in where my brain goes flatline. How (laughs) nervous or, you know, what was that feeling when you're, when you're going, okay, I have only written with myself, my notebook and I, now Mm -hmm. I'm with other people. Um, what thoughts are going through your brain? What, emotions, fears, excitement, anxiety, like what, what is going through your brain as you're sitting down with a group of people for the first time ever? Not even just a a group of people for the first time ever. It's just like, that's a big first time ever right there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I, I don't, to be honest, I don't really, I don't really remember feeling nervous. That's okay. I remember feeling like excitement maybe is the right word. I like thrive in, and we know each other, but I feel like anybody who knows me knows this about me. I thrive when I should be scared. Okay. That's like my time to shine. Mm -hmm. And I'm just have always kind of been like the girl that's like, okay, I'm put my boots on and I'm going to get it done. Yeah. And so I just kind of approached it with I mean, what are these people going to say to me that my line is stupid? Maybe, but then who cares? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I just kind of thought like, whatever, if I never see them again, then I never see them again. And who cares? And And that's, and that was, that was the first time you met Brooklyn, right? Yes. And so you, you have not never seen her again. Like, no, we are best friends. <laughs> you are attached to the hip. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah, it was crazy. And honestly, I, I feel like I just learned a lot. I just wanted to soak it in. And I knew Brooke was living in Nashville at the time. She was just okay. back visiting in Minnesota. So I knew that she obviously knew what she was doing as far as co-writing. And Paul was a music professor, or maybe still is, in um he knew what he was doing. So I was just kind of like, all right, I'm just going to follow their lead and shoot my shot and see how it goes. And I don't know. I just, it was kind of one of those things. It's very similar to the very first time I ever performed 
Okay. I like got this itch of like, whoa, that was cool. I want to do that again. You know? So are you still, are, are you now doing both where you're with writers groups and also with your own? Like, are you still finishing songs as a whole by yourself, but also with a group or what's the balance now? Yeah, I would say, um, I mostly co-write these days. Um, I mostly co-write. I do a lot like sit and like vibe out on a chord progression or a melody, or I'll like start an idea and kind of have like, sometimes I'll walk into a write with like a full chorus and we might tweak it, you know, and change different things. Um, Sometimes I walk in with like half of the song. Sometimes I sit down and I'm like, you guys, I have no freaking idea what I want to do today, Mm -hmm. you know, and we just figure it out. But um, it's been a minute. I know. Right. It's been a minute since I've um, written an entire song on my own. I find lately um, like the last year or two, it seems to me that the ones that I write and complete on my own are like very much for me and like more of like a therapy thing, if you will. And very much like a stream of consciousness. I just need to get this thought out of my body rather than um, let me see how smart I can be with like turning this phrase or something. Sure. So I think I've just like come to look at them differently. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. But after, after that, like, getting invited to go down to Nash. I was like, I want to be there as much as I went like a month later. That was my first trip. And then I went again a month after that. (laughs) (laughs) And then the world shut down. And then I basically zoom wrote pretty much every day. I lost my day job at like a week into quarantine. I lost my day job and I just started doing like a lot of us did Facebook live, Instagram live, all that stuff. And then um, I think August of 2020 was the first time I went back to Nashville. Things were open in Nashville, not open anywhere else. Yeah. And um, October came back down, December came back down. Um, I went through some like very, very crazy, like personal changes at the end of 2020. And I just said to myself, I spent, I will never forget New Year's Eve. I played a Zoom concert and um, from the Vine Room in Hopkins, oh. Minnesota. And okay. I went home to my new apartment and I had a glass of champagne on my living room floor. And I said, this is the year that I'm going to change my life. I'm going to move to Nashville. Yeah. I'm going to get out of the snow and I'm just going to go for it. And I moved in April of 2021 and I... Don't think I've stopped for a breath since, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is a, never a truer statement, which it doesn't snow up here anymore. Um, so <laughs> I wish that were true. I, know. I wish I wish that were true. Um, I I uh, think you just hit the nail on the head right there. You have not stopped since you moved to Nashville. And no. uh, I love that that you know, it's like, okay, I'm just going to go down. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I'm seeing that more often with some of our uh, peers, friends um, mm-hmm. that we, that, you know, are still here in Minnesota with me, or they're already down there in Nashville with you. The ones up here are now going, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, yeah. I'm down yeah. there enough. I'm just going to do it. 
and let's just go. And we're, we live in a world now where, you know, in, in like 2015, I went down, recorded an EP. I was like, man, I could get, I could get used to being down here. Um, mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough. To, I had friends down there that hooked me up with uh, uh, the, you know, the first set at uh, Revival and played a couple oh, songs, yeah. got the, got the rush, got the bug. But I was like, I have kids. Um, yeah. You know, so I, when you have kids, it's harder to do. But the world we live in now, it's so much easier. I could look at back then. I couldn't look at my employer and go, "Hey, I'm going to go live elsewhere, and mm-hmm. you're going to keep paying me, and I'm just going to show up on a meeting via a camera." Now it's like that's yeah. all we do. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been doing this for almost uh, for for like ten months now, eight months, something like that, and I've only had one in-person interview. Everything's on camera. And I'm talking to people that are like 20, 20 minutes away from me, you know, it's, mm-hmm. but that's just the world we live in now. It's so much easier to wake up in your pajamas and, and go to work. Um, yeah. So it's, that's why I love seeing the movement. Uh, Minnesota, South Dakota, the Dakotas, both the Dakotas. I don't want to be prejudiced against North Dakota. <laughs> I'm sure it's a beautiful state. Uh, I'm originally from Indiana, Indiana, great music scene, Minnesota, great music scene. I've seen artists from Western Wisconsin come over here that are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The Dakotas, uh, Nebraska, all that, the Midwest just has a fantastic music scene. And to see artists transitioning now to a hub, whether yeah. it be, you know, it's Austin, Nashville, New York, LA, those are the hubs in my opinion, mm-hmm. but yeah. also to see some of them excel just from the comfort of their home wherever their home is it's i love it i love this world we live in now uh yeah. from a, from a music standpoint um there's a few Absolutely. things i still don't like outside of music but <laughs> so when you when you got to nashville you talked about hitting the ground running and yeah we kind of talked about this before i'm looking at my notes here i mean you have been writing recording releasing you've got you put one ep out already mm-hmm. uh it was probably like 2021, but it feels like it was 2020. 2020. Yeah. It was 2020. Yeah. Okay. So you mm-hmm. put the EP out, you follow that up with a slew of singles. Yeah. You are playing all over the place, uh, yeah. rounds, shows, you know, whatever it may be. Um, like what, I, I don't know <laughs> how, how just what's the drive, what's the motivation and what's the future? I. Honestly, I'm still figuring it all out. Yeah. <laughs> but um when I moved down, I had it's really crazy to think about. I had a few things that I really wanted to cross off my bucket list. I really wanted to play a full band show. I had gotten up and sang with bands while they were playing, but I had never like played a set with a band on my own. Um I really wanted to do that. I really wanted to play the listening room, which was my first like big inspiration visiting mm-hmm. here. Um, I really wanted to um, play like a ticketed show. I really wanted to travel and play. And I wanted to open for a couple of big artists. Those were like on my to do. Okay. I wanted to hit 10,000 streams on a song. I want, you know, all these things. And so I just like, like a bat out of hell. I was like, let's just fucking do it. And yes. I just wanted to like, I don't care. I was like 
crazy eyes for a little bit. Like, what thing can I do first? And then once I do that, what thing can I do next? And like three and a half weeks after I moved to town, I played the listening room and check. check. And then (laughs) a month and a half later, I played my first full band show. And that was a ticketed show. So that was a check. All right. Um, And then I release music and all of that stuff. I, um, in the fall of 2021 met and started working with my manager. Now, um, he is based in LA has like a crazy history from kind of all sides of the music business has been an artist, has been a manager, has been all over the, the business, if you will. And so it's been really cool to just like learn from him and then um, started working with new producers and writing as much as I could. Mm-hmm. And I just honestly adopted this thing of like, I'm not saying no, I'm going to be the yes girl. I'm saying yes to absolutely everything I can. And I'm not saying no until I've earned that right. And I still don't think I've earned that right. I still think we're like the yes girl. Um, I don't know. I think that this year releasing some singles and, and getting ready to, um, you're hearing it here first, but I'm uh, releasing an EP in January, um, January 27th. Hang on. Hang on. What? (laughs) You just dropped this mega news and my internet crashed. shit the bed. No. And so I'll start over. Take two. (laughs) So January, I'm going to announce it here. (laughs) Um, But January 27th, my EP called Southbound is dropping. It's seven songs. And um, I am just, I could not be more proud of that music there. I wanted to make sure all seven songs could be singles and stand on their own and have their own crazy life by themselves. And um, for me, this is like the EP that's an introduction to who I am as an artist, a woman, and like the launching pad for where I want to build from. What's next? Yeah. So, yeah, what's next is hopefully we release the CP and it does great. And then I maybe go on a week vacation to a beach somewhere (laughs) and just drink too many margaritas. And then we hit the ground running again. Hit the ground. Yeah. Cause February, it's just like, yeah, there is, there is a break for an artist, but it February hits and and you got to be ready to go. Absolutely. So this this is huge breaking news on music from the couch. Oh my gosh. January 27th. I can't wait for Southbound, the Southbound EP. All right. That mm-hmm. is awesome. And okay. and I'm I was writing your list down and checking things off just as, you know, from following you. And and while you were chatting, I pulled up your your Spotify, your uh your rap yeah. for the year. So you uh for 2021, right? No, what year is this? 2022. Two. <laughs> <laughs> your listeners have increased nearly six hundred percent. Your streams have increased. Over 700%. Your saves have increased nearly a thousand percent. 
Your playlist ads have increased almost 200%. Your followers have increased 155%. Your top 10 artists for almost 7,000 fans. You're the top five artists for just over 4,000 fans. You're the number one artist for nearly 1,000 fans. You had 172,000 streams, 31,000 listeners, 80 countries. Uh, holy shit. <laughs> you yeah. have been... that. What that shows is... Kids, I want you to listen right now. <laughs> All right. This is what hard work and determination and saying, fuck it. I'm going to do what I want to do gets you. Mm -hmm. um, that is awesome. Congratulations. Thank Congratulations you. on the success of Thank 2022. You. Congratulations on the new EP. Thank and you. I wish nothing but continued success for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It honestly, when I watched that Spotify rap, I'm not even going to play. I was like <laughs> bawling my eyes out. That's huge. This year, this year and a half since I moved to Nashville has been fucking hard. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many days when I'm like, how am I going to pay my bills? And how am I going to break through? And, you know, it's crazy. Everyone here is great. Great. Mm -hmm. Not just good. Great. Yeah. And, um, you know, trying to beat the business when you're still learning the business is hard. Mm -hmm. And um, I think a lot of independent artists really go through it in this town and it chews you up and it spits you out. And the only thing I've ever wanted to do is grow and say I was better than I was yesterday. So seeing those numbers was like, shit, every tear, every time that I like scrounged up pennies and deposited them to pay my electric bill or yeah. turn my electricity on after it got shut off, been there. Yeah. You know, like it was worth it and it always will be. Absolutely. And it's because it's not about the electric bill. No. Right. That's the that's the thing is everyone's like, oh, man, I got to I got to pay the electric bill. It's not about the electric bill. It's about doing something that you love and, and enjoying. And so you've you have uh, you've put the work in and okay. it's all it's got to be only up from here. Right. Yeah, they agree. I hope so. <laughs> They're in. I got the thumbs up from the team. Uh, that's awesome. And, and I love the story of just the evolution. Um, cause you said you started in 2013. Mm -hmm. So I've always, uh, in my, my years growing up and following bands and then, you know, Haley Witters goes and takes this idea out of pretty much everyone's brain and puts it on fucking paper. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, you know, 10 year town. So, and I always was like every artist that I've, kind of follow like I, I read their backstory and it seems like in between eight and ten years is when they go mm -hmm. i'm gonna go ahead and start your clock at 2023 all right i'm gonna knock on wood i don't or <laughs> you know not not start your clock sorry 2013 i'm gonna start your clock at 2013 when you yeah. started playing legally in the bars mm -hmm. um and so 2023 is it's 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 gonna be a good year that's my prediction for you thank you Juliet. i hope so you got to change your name to one name, though. It can't be first, last. It's just got to be We're going to remove the space. We're going to remove <laughs> the space. You know, everybody does. Like, everybody calls me Julietti down here. Like, I'm not really Julie to many people. They're like, yeah. Julietti, Julietti, Julietti. I'm like, whatever, man. Yeah. So, I hope so. It'll be, it'll be what it's going to be. And sure. I'm just here to enjoy the ride and keep going up. Yeah. So. Love that. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so now the hard hitting questions uh, are, are, are going to, are going to come. And this is where a lot of, I've had people have closed their laptops on me before when I've asked this, they, they've just walked away. They've, they've ended the, the, the conversation. It gets pretty ugly, but uh, I know you can get through it. Okay. How did you get into music in the first place? How were you introduced to it? Where did you start? When did you start? Like what, what created the, you know, the drive back in the day? Well, I have always been an attention seeker <laughs> as a child. I'm just going to admit it. I mean, it, let's call a spade a spade. I love it. If you, if the world ever sees my home videos, they're going to be like, this chick was doomed from the start. I just loved it. And I loved like Pocahontas. There's like videos of me, like recreating scenes from Pocahontas and like diving off the couch and singing. And I just loved it. The drama, if you will. Sure. And my grandma, Carol, my mom's mom, super musical, her and all of her sisters, they like played organ and piano. My grandma was always singing. Um, my parents were super involved in our church growing up. And I just like always loved it. And um, I was very, very, very blessed to have my pastor's wife was also my elementary school choral teacher. Okay. And so she was just the Mrs. Borma was her name. And she was just like the most amazing woman. And she encouraged all of us that went to the church. They had like special music every Sunday and she would encourage all of us to get up and sing. So I think I was 10 years old and I had come home from school and learned the national anthem and like in school, we had learned it. And I have a sister that's two years younger than me and she had learned it. Okay. She was trying to sing it to me in the kitchen. And of course, as the older sister, I'm like, you're doing it wrong. Let me show you how this is done. And so I started singing it in the kitchen and my mom came around the corner. She was like, who is singing? And I'm like, well, Karen was doing it wrong. So I was showing her, you know, and my mom was like, you're actually good. Like you should do this. So she brought me to the, to the high school okay, and had me sing in front of the principal. And he was like, yeah, she can sing the anthem. So I was 10 years old. I sang the anthem at a basketball game oh my for gosh. my high school. And I loved it. Everyone yeah. cheered at the end. Right. So many people coming up to me like, you're so good. And I probably wasn't, but they were so nice. And I was like, yes, <laughs> I need this. Like yeah. I need it. So I started singing in church because of my choral director. And I started, you know, just as many chances as I could, like weddings, um, fundraisers around town, people would ask me to sing. And then when I turned 13 and Taylor Swift became a thing, I asked for a guitar and my parents bought me this little Fender electric. I still have it. Okay. And uh, I taught myself to play guitar on YouTube and I would just like play until my fingers would literally bleed, Todd. And then I would put band-aids over top, keep playing. I was keep like, going. I have to, yeah, I had to be Taylor Swift. Yeah. And clearly that like worked out for me, but you know, we're working well, on it still. I mean, you know, your parents are going to have to front you 
many, many millions of dollars to uh, put you in front of a lot of people. But uh, I, know. I, I, I digress. She is a fantastic songwriter. She is. Um, she was the egg there girl. Was, there was a, a golden path laid for her. Anyways, yeah. uh, back to. No, but that's that. <laughs> I honestly like that's that. That was it for me. I was like, I have to be able to play while I sing. I have to be able to do that. Sure. So um, high school came and, you know, I would I was in all state choir and choir and um, theater and all those things. And then it came time to go to college. And I went to Augustana in Sioux Falls, South Dakota for um, music and business. I was going to do teaching like music teaching. And then I mm. very quickly realized that was not for me. And um Honestly, I didn't want to go to college. My dad made me. I was like, I, this is not for me. I'm not good at it. I don't want to study. Yeah. So I just picked things that I thought I was good at. I went on a vocal scholarship. So it okay. made sense to study music because um, I was already taking music classes for my scholarship. Um, so I went for two years and then I dropped out and I went to hair school because I thought I have to be able to like have a job while I chase music. And if I do hair, I can, you know, create my schedule. I can do whatever I want. So I went to hair school for a year, opened a booth in a salon. So I like owned my spot, if you will. Yeah. Um, did hair for like six years while I played on the weekends and all that stuff. And then throughout that time, I got called for a couple favors to open for like Granger Smith, Brett Young, Dan and Shay, John King, they were all coming through town and didn't have openers. Mm -hmm. So I just opened acoustically. Yeah. And then when my partner and I at the time um, decided to move to Minneapolis, I was like, okay, I'm going to take this more seriously and I'm going to make music my full-time thing and other things, my part-time thing. Sure. Well, I am my father's daughter and I am a workaholic. So my part-time things both became full-time things and I was working like 80 plus hour weeks. It was wild, but yeah. I was happy. I loved it. And I was playing every, almost every night, you know, um, whether it was like the Instagram live thing or, or playing live or it was just awesome. And that's kind of that. When I decided to move down to Nashville, I did serve for like at a, a restaurant for a couple of months mm -hmm. to make ends meet, but I quit shortly after the 4th of July in 2021 and I've been full-time music ever since. So nice. I play cover gigs all the time. I do songwriter rounds. I do private shows. Last year I got to open for Justin Moore at my hometown fair on yeah. the main stage, um, which like, 400 yards from that main stage is the free stage that I played five years earlier. And uh, then I got to open for Sam Hunt this year. And I don't even know, man, it's been wild. <laughs> it's been a fun just, ride. Yeah. I feel like I got that itch after I sang the anthem for the first time. Yeah. And I was like, just hell bent on feeling that feeling as yeah. often as I could. So, so the national anthem can, can scare some people away. You, you said, you said, fuck no, man, this is, I love this. This is great. That's yeah. It's in my blood. <laughs> and, and yeah, well, so that, that reminds me, I, I think I just recently saw that, um, I believe your dad 
gifted you or handed down a, a Gibson SG to you. So yeah. your dad has clearly your dad has, you know, the music acumen in his blood as well. So it, it yeah. truly is in your blood. Did he, yeah. was there anything that he did that like, uh, inspired you, pushed you? I think I, I'm assuming oh, he yeah. supported it. You know, most parents that are Absolutely. in music support their kids going to music sometimes. Yeah. You know, my dad is such an incredible human. He grew up a cowboy and he played in a, like an FFA band. I always oh, tease him that it was like a rock band, but he swears up and down. It wasn't. And, but that was his guitar, the Gibson. And then he is a very practical person. And he was like, how am I going to support a family? Mm -hmm. So he went to school and has worked in it since he was in his early twenties, um, quit the cowboy lifestyle and gave it all up for computers. And, um, when I expressed that I wanted to learn guitar, him and my mom, like I said, for my 13th birthday, bought me and a, a little electric guitar and a little amp. And, you know, my dad is, he is practicality first. So when I wanted to like drop out of college, like he's always been supportive, but mm-hmm. when I wanted to drop out of college, he's like, okay, how are you going to pay your bills? And I was like, well, I'll go to hair school. I'll figure it out. He's like, all right, cool. As long as you can figure it out, do your thing. As long as you have and, plans. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, something to fall back on and all of that. And The thing that's so crazy about my dad, though, is he's like the first one to speak up about the practical thing. But when I wanted to start playing at bars, a lot of them didn't have sound systems. So you had to bring your own sound system. And my dad, I asked him to go with me to Guitar Center and I was trying to pick something out. I didn't know what I wanted. And I'm going to get emotional talking about it. But we got up. to I picked something out. We got up to the register and he just took care of it. Oh, was like, I love that. He was like, I want you to do what you want to do. And um, I don't think then I really realized like what a gesture that was. Um, but my dad is that kind of person. When I first started coming down to Nashville, he was like, go get him, babe. You know, and he would use all of his Marriott points to help me get a hotel room. And you know, all of that, like, he's just always been, both of my parents are that way. Um, but my dad, my mom is like the, on the sidelines, like outwardly yelling. My dad's like very quiet and like, I'm proud of you, but like, that's it, you know? So, so his like gestures of I'm proud of you are like helping me out with things like that. Um, but he gifted me that guitar and, um, he doesn't really play anymore. He can, um, but when I did the, the Justin Moore show at the fair, this is like my hometown fair that I grew up going to, I surprised him and I got the guitar all tuned up and I flew it back with me and I played it for a song. Nice. And I like shouted him out. I was like, this is my dad's guitar. And, and it's just like the coolest thing in the world when you have a parent who doesn't maybe understand why you're doing certain things like he's like why would you not get a job where you can just pay your bills right you know but like he really has gone above and beyond to show me that he believes that I can do it and I don't know he's if you anybody out there if you ever get to meet Tim Eddy you have been blessed he's 
the best. I get my work ethic and everything I know about not giving up from that man. So I envision Tim Eddy as someone that could kick a lot of people's ass. Yeah. You know, he is, he, he is a gentle giant. <laughs> yeah. My first date ever, he sat on the front porch and cleaned a shotgun when the kids pulled into the drive. So that's, if that tells you anything. <laughs> as he should. I think, uh, yeah, Tim Eddie and I might have a few things in common as I, as I, uh, as my children get older. For sure. I'll yeah. have to give you his phone number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could say I get some lessons. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. So yeah. what, um, you know, Taylor Swift sounds like Taylor Swift, big influence. Um, oh, yeah. Under, understandably so. Clearly, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if your parents jammed out to Taylor Swift, uh, oh. but did they instill any musicians that maybe you draw from or, oh, or yeah. you kind of still listen to uh, today to get your inspirations from? Oh, yeah. My dad, like, has always loved country music. Um, like, I remember listening to Garth Brooks in his car a lot. And he was always someone who, like, there might be a CD in, but we listen to the radio a lot. So the radio growing up, every time I'll never, he had, like, a red Chevy Trailblazer. Oh, nice. And, um, yeah, so funny. And I just, all my memories are, like, sitting in the backseat singing along to the radio. So at that time, I was born in 92. So that was like Shania, Garth, all that stuff, like um, Jody Messina and Cheryl Crow. And um, so my dad listened to a lot of that. My mom okay. listened to a lot of like, I remember ABBA always being in her car. And um, there was a lot of like Guns N' Roses and ACDC and journey and like i remember like back in black blaring oh, you know and um so i feel like i've got a little bit of that like i always make jokes i'm like this is why my eyeliner is so thick and it looks like i haven't brushed my hair because i'm 30 in the wrong generation <laughs> but i don't know i feel like i've got this like i love real country music but i always want my friends down here call me edgy eddie like i love an edge to everything i do sure so i think there's a little bit of that and it's always funny at a cover show or in a certain set like i love to sprinkle in like sweet child of mine or you shook me all night long and people are like this chick in the pink sparkly boots is gonna <laughs> cover you know what i mean and i'm like hell yeah i am yeah you're like yeah so, deal with it i love a shock factor but yeah. yeah, it was country and classic rock around there. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, it's that mix too is fantastic. And you mentioned 92, early 90s, mid 90s. Holy shit. Country so music was putting out some rippers then. Like mm -hmm. just, I mean, we will sit around, you know, the Alexa God, technology. Uh, <laughs> I had I had all the tapes and CDs though. Yes, I had I had tapes. Yeah. Uh, but I just remember back in the day, uh, I was talking to someone about this. They were going, I found my book of old CDs, uh, not too long ago while we were packing up the house. And so I threw it in the car because we have two cars. Only one has a CD player, yeah. which is in the glove compartment. So we don't use it at all. But I was like, Oh shit, I'm putting CDs in there. Someone was going through my CD book one day when they were in my car and they were like, you have a decent collection. I was like, Oh, you should have seen it before I went to college and had to sell CDs just to eat. Dude. Like 
my CD collection was all 90s country. Yeah. Just the beautiful mullets and Martina McBride and Jody Messina, Trisha Yearwood, Mary Chapin yes. Carpenter, Tracy Lawrence, Tracy Bird. Uh, just so good. like, oh. Then I got to open up for Joe Diffie like three years ago, I think now. Yeah. Rest in peace. Uh, God, that was, I'm, I was side stage. If, if there's any videos of that show while he was playing, you could pan to me side stage. Like everyone's like, come on, we got to go. We have a three hour drive back. I was like, let's fucking pick up, man. Oh my like, God. I don't want to go anywhere. It was yeah. so amazing. Just, I yeah, that was, that. that was a good time to grow up in music right there. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Could, could be controversial to some. No, I think I think you're nailing it. I think it was. I think it was the best. And it's kind of funny because some a lot of that, like stylistically, is kind of coming back around. Yeah. Which music does, you know. Yeah. But um I'm stoked. I'm like, maybe I'm 30 in the right generation, <laughs> you know, like because all this stuff I grew up on is coming back. Yeah. And yep. so I'm like, let's go, baby. I love it. Yeah. the Just the tones of the guitars back then. Oh. And like listening, Tim McGraw and Brooks and Dunn had some of the wildest tones, guitar tones in their songs. And mm-hmm. I can just like hear it now. Uh, this, my brain is a jukebox. It just popped into my, my head. Tim McGraw's, um, oh man, it's the last song of the album with, don't take the girl on it. Um, but it's just the intro is like, do, 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 do. And it's just the tone of it yeah. is so 90s. And then you mm-hmm. hear it today on the radio. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. Yeah, it's absolutely cyclical. And playing cover shows. I mean, you, you play some cover shows. I played a bunch in the summer. Mm-hmm. The 90s stuff is the most requested and the most accepted yep. uh, and, and received. When, yep. you know, we used to do uh, Chattahoochee into... Uh, John Michael Montgomery's, uh, yes. uh, gosh, this is the problem is it's so automatic. I don't know titles anymore, Yeah. but, but you asked me to play them and I'll just play it without a hitch. Uh, yeah. but it's, it's just people go nuts for that. So if you just do a nineties medley and they love it. Oh yeah. People go wild. I have a version of red dirt road that I do. Okay. People go freaking nuts. I think it's like hearing a girl cover. Brooks and Dunn, sure. you know, um, but like anytime I do like Red Dirt Road or I always will cover, you know, all the stuff that's big now. Like I love doing a little bit of like Keith Urban and, mm. you know, that kind of stuff. But I love as a female to cover older male stuff because sure. people are like it's unexpected. So you yeah. like catch people's ear. But every single time I I do like. Man, I feel like woman or heads Carolina or redneck woman. The whole bar is like into it. Yeah, absolutely. The best. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna throw it out there right now. Uh, the best cover I've seen you do. And the reason I say it's the best cover I've seen you do is because since I saw you do it, I rushed home. Not, I didn't rush home. I went to another bar, drank more, and then I the next morning I went and figured it out. But uh, uh, John Mayer, yeah. slow dancing in a burning room. Oh, thank like the, you. The way you cover it, because it's a complex song and you keep the complexity while mm-hmm. also, you know, you got to do it by yourself. Right. And yeah. so you can't, 
can't get into all of the layers that that song gets into. You keep the integrity of it, though. Thank you. And, and uh, yeah, I saw that. I was like, I got to do that. So that's Thanks. made it into to my set. Let's go. I yeah, love I, that. Hey, I mean, congratulations. It's, it's fantastic. I love Thank it. Thank you. Thank so, you. And I appreciate that. I heard it too. And I, I, I started hearing it. I was like, I recognize this, this melody, but I just can't. And then he starts singing it. I was like, wait, You're what? Like, oh, what hang is it? Second. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, hang on a second. Did we just go from, all right, I'm into this. It's, and that's, it's that shock factor too. It's that edginess, right? Where everyone yeah. expects, everyone expects something. And then you go and just give them a complete left turn. And they're yeah. like, hang on, what are we doing? I like this. I like this. Uh-huh. And then, you know, throughout it, they get more, they, they yeah. get more comfortable with it. I love to do that song. And then um, I really love to do Beautiful Crazy Luke Combs. Because when you put a female voice on that, it's like a, a dude singing, you know, like um, Stay by Sugarland. You know, oh, it's just sure, like yeah. it would sound totally different in a different register. <laughs> yeah. And people are just like, what is going? It takes people like half a song to figure out what song it is. And I love that shit. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You just see, you just see people's faces like, uh, and then yeah. the light bulb goes off. And uh-huh. like, oh, shit. You hit All the right. you hit the first hook and they're like, oh, I thought yeah. I recognized it. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. That's what music it. is for though like experimenting with it and Mm -hmm. yeah yeah change it up change it Mm -hmm. up so i we're 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 already over i I told you that we'd be done by a certain time but i have a (laughs) pleasure chatting with you um i'm i'm curious though if you've got a few more minutes like yeah what are you listening to now it's a two-part question what are you listening to now and you know kind of what's motivating what's you what's inspiring you and also what is next we've already talked about the ep but mm-hmm. you know what's what's happening between now and then? Well, what am I listening to? I kind of am one of those people. I love like the new stuff, but I'm I go back to a lot of records. Like if a record really shaped like a certain part of my life, mm-hmm. it's always in rotation. Like it never goes out. Um, so I listen to a lot of like when I'm just trying to spend time with myself. Um, which is a lot of how I get inspired, um, is to just like be alone in a room with like a massive glass of wine and music playing and have all my instruments right next to me. Um, but I'm listening to a lot of Lennon Stella. She's a pop artist. Fantastic. Incredible. And then, uh, Caitlin Smith, she's from Minnesota. Okay. Um, and I've really, really been, um, going back to Marin Morris's first album hero. Just fuck. Yeah. Oh my God. So good. Stellar. And, yeah. And Brad Hill who produced that album is a friend of mine. He produces oh. an artist I write for Rachel. So it's been like wild getting to know him. <laughs> and then yeah. I'm like, wait, I'm, we like have a couple beers. I'm like, wait, can we just have like 10 beers and I can ask <laughs> you like every question Anywho, but I go back to that album. I've been listening to a ton of Kelsey Ballerini's new album. Okay. Um, and then I always uh go back to my like songwriter inspiration. So Ryan Hurd is massive to me. Um, he's married to Marin Morris for those of you who are not familiar, but he is my like bucket list songwriter to work okay. with. Okay. 
Um, I always go back to his music, specifically Love in a Bar. I think it's one of the best, smartest. Oh, the way he phrases everything. It's just so <laughs> fucking smart. And I wish I had thought of it. Um, but always, always Ryan Hurd. And then a lot of Patrick Droney. Oh, okay. Like a pop alt artist. I find myself um like really finding inspiration from like a pop, like listening to something outside of country. Because yeah. I feel like it my like internal melody wheel is like very country, very standard. So I find myself like getting inspired by things that are not country and trying to like work that in a little bit. But that's really who I've been listening to over the last like two years. Um, so I, I am adding him right you now. You have to. Yeah. Because um, that is a name I have not I have not heard of. Oh, you have. To. He, he has this song, a um, couple songs that are crazy, but there's a song called The Wire. And a song okay. called Where You Are and a song called Glitter. All Got three it. of them, the first time I heard all three of them, jaw on the floor, full goosebumps. Yeah. The songwriting is immaculate. Consider Crazy. that added to my list. Yeah. So I, I want to report after you listen. I want a full okay. report. Um, but that's what I've been listening to. And then honestly, right now, until the EP comes out. I'm full fledged like promotion mode. Um, okay. The night, the night that the EP comes out. Um, so it comes out at like midnight on a Friday morning, Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, that Thursday night, I'm playing a huge show at analog down here. Awesome. Um, I'm headlining analog, which is okay. like massive. <laughs> and um, I'm really excited. I have four great friends opening for me. Um, Brooklyn. And Aaron Grand, who's also from Minnesota, Rachel Loren, who I just mentioned, and Brooke Lee. They're all great, amazing artists and great friends that I have had the pleasure of writing for. So they're awesome. going to open the show with songs that I've written with them for their projects. Cool. And my band and I are playing like an hour and a half set. And so I'm full on. I'm going to Arizona for a week to see my parents. Outside of that, it's shows and show prep basically yeah. awesome so, that's yeah. fantastic and christmas nice. you know and new year's oh yeah it's i will be just... singing on broadway on christmas <laughs> okay nice that's yeah. awesome well polish up your uh read off the red nose reindeer of course. i know right yeah, yeah absolutely so well and and so if folks head over to julietti.com mm-hmm. uh like are tickets available for the release show will they be available is it invite only yeah, they they will be available probably okay. by the time tickets go on sale Monday. So by the time this comes out, they'll this, be this coming Monday. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm announcing yeah. the the EP in two days and the show in four days. Um, All right. So everything goes on sale. It's completely just need a ticket to get in. Um, and we have I've got a ton of exclusive merch that's just available at the show nice. and a bunch of really fun surprises. So nice. nice. Well, yeah. So listener, uh, you know, it's 2023 uh, and, uh, and yeah, the tickets have been on sale for a long time now, right? This is, this is the art of uh, recording <laughs> things. Uh, and, and so get the tickets if they're mm-hmm. still available. Yes. Because they've been on sale. So 
Get your shit together, <laughs> listener. We've been I've been promoting I've been promoting this on <laughs> on the social media for you know on behalf of, of Julie. LOL. Thank Since, you. Yeah, I don't know. It's foreshadowing and all that fun I like stuff. It. I know. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is the truth behind what really this is the story behind the curtains, right? Everyone knows it. Yeah. You know, it, it is what it is. Um I like it. So this is uh, this is exciting. I'm excited for this show. Um, and I wish you nothing but the best Thank for you. the show, for the release. I will be watching for it. I will be listening. I will be buying it. Um, I can't be at the show though. I, uh, you know, I get probably get snowed in and I'm probably, I'm probably still going to be moving. I have kids, all that shit. Like we, my girlfriend and I decided that vacation doesn't happen until March for us because we have so much to do right now. So yeah. Yeah, when that vacation happens, it's going to be a week that is likely not going to be fully remembered um, because of of uh, multiple libations. Uh, you, you, yeah, thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> so uh, before we head off, though, you mentioned uh, the phrasing of the Ryan Hurd song and and just yeah. the, the 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 way that that song is built. I just want to I want to recommend one tune to you. It's it's by the artist. <gasps> yeah, her name's Bonner Black B O N N E R Black. I know her. Which song? Like personally or, you know. Personally, <laughs> personally. Uh, oh, my God. I Still Belong to You is I... on constant repeat in my yes. car. Yes. That song, the way it just like goes. Yeah. We played um, a show together at the listening room once and I got to meet her and we were just like shooting the shit. I'm like, can we hang out? I'm like, you're awesome. But yeah. she played that song live that night. Oh. And I was already a fan of it. E- impeccable taste. Yeah. Impeccable. Oh. Yeah. So good. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite okay. artists right now and for a long time now has been Rustin Kelly. And he yes. posted about this song. It was like, this phrasing is phenomenal go listen now i was like absolutely yes anything mm-hmm. you say i will do sir yes. um and i listen and it has just been on repeat after repeat for me yeah yeah uh, it's good it's good i saw yeah. rustin live last week actually did you nice mm-hmm. i think so we, good. we missed him the last time he was here we saw him i want to say it was it might have been pre-covid uh yeah that he was here. I don't remember where downtown Minneapolis, but yeah. with him and Donovan Woods, Donovan Woods open for him. <gasps> so yep. I know it was, it's, it's probably a top five show. Uh, yeah. and, um, Rustin's, uh, Rustin's guitar player, Brian, um, uh, kind of going to mess up his last name. It starts with a D. Uh, I'll always mess up his last name, but <laughs> his guitar player was just like, Oh yes. And that show was phenomenal. But then mm-hmm. not too long ago, we saw Donovan open up for Matt Nathanson. And that was probably the oh. number one show of my life to this point. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's it's just good. Just you, when you can blend music and humor, oh. it's like just every, all the cares in the world go away. Yeah. Nothing except like for the, it. Except for the lady behind us who got pissed because my girlfriend and I kept like chatting with each other in between songs like not while he was talking but like right. i just lean over and she was like enjoy the show and i'm like just block me out like you have a left brain and you have a right brain go get another tequila soda lady like chill out 
fuck <laughs> out of here. God. God. I hate oh, people man. like that. I know. Yeah. There's, uh, uh, yeah. But it didn't bother us. Uh, yeah. Good. We moved on. So, all right. I have, I have taken up way more of your time than I said <laughs> I would. You're a very busy human being. Giulietti, uh, go get, if you, listeners, just hit pause. There's, you know, you're not going to miss much. Uh, go to wherever you get your music, preferably Apple uh, for me or Spotify, mm-hmm. or just go to Julieta.com and start buying stuff, yeah. singles, albums, merch, all that shit. Catch a show if you're in Nashville or in the surrounding area or whenever you're going to be branching out. I'm sure you'll be back in Minnesota soon. So mm-hmm. uh, we can get out to a show. But uh, thank you so much. And I wish you nothing but the best in the future future thank you for joining me today thank you for having me seriously this is so much fun we could say if i was if we were both just having cocktails this would be like four hours long yeah literally i have to (laughs) just tell myself like i see the clock approaching the time that i'm always like okay we're gonna stop by this time and i'm like oh a few more minutes isn't gonna yeah no i'm having a blast so thank you for having me for real yeah thank you so much i appreciate Mm -hmm. it and uh january 27th southbound Seven song Woo. EP. You're ready to look for it. Tickets are on sale now for uh for the release show, which will be the night of the 22nd. Kids, go get a fucking ticket. Just Woo. do it. Listen Please. to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, Listen. thank yes. Uh thank you again, Julie. I appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in again. Welcome to 2023. It's gonna be a hell of a year. And uh for everyone, we're gonna have a good time this year. And uh, as always, I appreciate the support, folks. Thank you for tuning in to Music from the Couch, and it's time to say goodbye. We're out. Adios. Hi. One of us has a nine to five. Another couldn't work together two times. We got a little bit of can't remember last night, but hey, that's all right. Yeah, one of us is stuck between Jack and Jim. Another one has a wife and two kids. Ain't nobody know where to draw the line. Mix it all together, it's a damn good
Friday night. You can roll with us. Oh.